Facebook. Big news story today. So we're joined by Alyssa Freeman, who is our PR and pop culture expert. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, Alyssa. Oh, always good to be here, Kelly. So there's more than 80 brands that have joined a movement to pause Facebook advertising. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about it and maybe uh, bring into the fact that Starbucks seems to be uh, one of the biggies? Well, this is really interesting because, you know, we've talked about brands before boycotting based on uh, practices of, uh, you know, certain social media platforms. So let's dial back and let's remember what happened with Twitter. Twitter recently started tagging tweets where the uh, information could have been A, inflammatory, uh, B, inciting hate, or was misleading. And people have been bugging Mark Zuckerberg to do this, like, you know, especially during uh, the lead up to an election cycle where they know that Russian bots and, and whatever else goes on behind the scenes are infiltrating social platforms and having a big influence on your, your everyday um, Facebook consumer. And in this case, especially Americans, you know, Canadians, too. But I think in this case, this really concentrates on the USA. So. You know, there's always one way to bring a corporation to its knees, and that's to withdraw your funds. And that's what happened. And when I read the list of companies that are withdrawing their money from social and dig- social slash digital platforms, I was really shocked. First of all, you had Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss. I mean, you got to remember, these are all parent companies that have a number of sub-brands uh, underneath them, and especially Unilever. And it's interesting mm-hmm. because Unilever bought out Ben and Jerry's, and we know how socially active Ben and Jerry's, the ice cream makers, are. And, you know, for Unilever to actually pull their advertising for a month, people aren't just pulling it for a day. These large, some, some companies may pull it for a day, but these large companies are pulling it for a month. So that shows a couple things. A, they feel their numbers can, are fine and maybe their sales won't suffer. <laughs> They do pull their advertising, which is unfortunately the first thing that I thought. But B, they're rethinking the platforms that are, you know, to be the most uh, successful for them and will only go on those platforms that adhere to some sense of moral conduct insofar as the disperse, the, how they disperse information. And that actually is a huge stake in the ground. Okay, so what's the message to customers then? Uh, what are they trying to say? Because we were talking about more than 80 brands that have joined this uh, Stop Hate for Profit campaign. The, the message is this, is that this is beyond your corporate statement. And I think that a lot of people were looking at influential and global brands to put more of a stake in the ground versus coming out with a, a statement about the social conscience of society as, as it stands now, especially with respect to Black Lives Matters. So, But is it because um, our, the consumers are more socially conscious now? Yes, and we have seen a movement towards that for a long time now. And I think at one of the Warren Buffett conferences, you know, they said, you know, Bottom line is important. It's important to your stakeholders. But what's more important is to do good. So you're a CEO of a company and you listen to that. And obviously, you're not going to flip overnight and suddenly do good everywhere. But you're going to have a plan. And a lot of companies do have these social impact plans that are in line with their values and how that plan can be rolled out into the community, into their state, and into their country at large. So with companies like this that are 
I don't want to say the word trailblazing, but they are kind of trailblazing at this point because we've never seen such a doubling down before. Other companies are going to, you know, what they're hoping is that other companies will also show uh, show their, um, their consciousness and do the same thing. And does it say a lot, you know, you mentioned Unilever bought out Ben & Jerry's. They could have used Ben & Jerry's to send out the message and say Ben & Jerry's will not be advertising anymore. Unilever owns a lot of different product. So for them to pull all of their advertising, that's a big deal. Is it really, uh, does that really say how invested they are in Facebook changing their policies? You're 100% correct, Kelly, because normally, you know, a large company like Unilever will look at its brands and say, okay, we want to talk about X. Is should you know uh, Tide talk about this, or should Ben and Jerry's, which is you know more has more of a stake in the ground, um, insofar as social impact, should they talk about this for us on our behalf? And a lot of big companies do that, and a lot of the times it makes sense. But when somebody like Unilever pulls all their digital advertising for all their brands, which is what we think they're doing across the board. That is huge because the impact has such ripple effect, it's unbelievable. So if you're looking at each and every one of the categories that they own, you know, household, mm-hmm. uh, beauty, uh, you know, I can't even name the food. I mean, I can't even name them all. But if you just even took those three categories and thought about every brand that they own underneath each one of those categories, the impact will be felt. You know what, though? I, I, I mean, the cynic in me just wonders, because at the end of the day, it is still business. So they're going to make a stand and the, they're going to do what they feel is right uh, and, you know, socially conscious w- with regard to Facebook. But where are they taking those ad dollars? Because, you know, they're not going to go to waste. Right. What are they going to invest them in? Like, where I, I, are they going to put yeah. them? That's the other side of the, the coin that I would like to know. Well, that's a really great question. So I am hoping that those ad dollars will be redeployed into the communities where Unilever is. That's what I'm hoping. Or that they will go to some national organizations where good can be done. Um, that's what I'm hoping will go uh, with those dollars. Nobody has so said So they'll become right news stories? Pardon me? So they'll become news stories. So it's advertising well, via news stories okay. of, of doing the right thing. <laughs> well, the dated realist in both of us says... Well, you know, if I was working for Unilever, if they had hired me as their PR consultant, yes, every time they made a huge donation, would I put it in the news? Well, yes, I would. But, you know, we can look at that with a jaded eye, or we can look at that with an eye that's, that says... It's okay, a win-win. It is. I mean, we're going to do this, but do we want to kept it secret? A lot of corporations do that. A lot of corporations just give money to local uh, community efforts, and they don't make a big deal of it just because they know it's the right thing to do. In this case, there's much more at stake. So, yes, with every do-gooderism that happens, you can expect that company's PR department and their agencies to be working overtime. Yeah, because a company like Unilever, they can't, I mean, they'll still be advertising on television, but their social media budget's got to be huge. So uh, I think that, you know, unless they're doing it all on Twitter, they're putting it all on Twitter, they're putting it all on YouTube, taking all that money to put on Facebook, you know, it has to go somewhere because they still have to invest in getting their brand out there and their message out there. And at the end of the day, selling the product. Alyssa, it's always a pleasure having you on the program. Thanks for sparing us some time today. Okay. Always a pleasure, Kelly. Thanks for having me.